Hello, my name is Michael, and you're listening to Forever Sound Version, a video game music podcast. do dear friends and welcome to episode number 55 of forever sound version i'm going to be giving you something a little bit obscure on this one a focus on a game that i don't hear talked about a great deal but one that found itself released on a variety of platforms including western home computers japanese home computers and games consoles in the early 90s i'm talking about spin dizzy worlds The track that played us in was the title screen tune from the Commodore Amiga version released in 1990. The audio was handled by Martin Walker. Spin Dizzy Worlds is the sequel to Spin Dizzy, a game that I'm struggling to think of a genre tag for. It's comparable to Marble Madness in that you move an object around an isometrically viewed game world, avoiding hazards such as drops and a range of nasty obstacles. The object that you move in Spin Dizzy and Spin Dizzy Worlds is called Gerald, which stands for Gyroscopic Environmental Reconnaissance and Land Mapping Device. Gerald resembles a spinning top, hence the title Spin Dizzy. The Western releases of Spin Dizzy Worlds were 
like the original Spin Dizzy, developed by the UK-based software house Electric Dreams, but the game was also released for Japanese platforms, with RC Software and ASCII Corporation getting in on the action. Spin Dizzy Worlds was released for the Amiga, Atari ST, PC-98, Sharp X68000 and SNES, or Super Famicom. For this episode, I'll be covering the soundtracks of all of these ports, except the Atari ST versions, which to my ears is just a shaky conversion of the Amiga soundtrack. Spin Dizzy Worlds was a critical success here in the UK, with the influential Amiga Power magazine stating, Superlative game design and total addiction. Frustrating as hell, but nonetheless a masterpiece. Moreover, the game went on to feature in the magazine's all-time top 100 games in 13th place. So we're looking at something of a cult classic here. Let's have another tune from this Amiga version then. Here's BGM2, which I believe is the game over music from Spin Dizzy Worlds. BGM2 from Spin Dizzy Worlds on the Commodore Amiga. Quite a solemn yet lush piece here, a texture carried affair featuring long sustained notes across the Paula chip's four channels. The lead guitar sound may not be the nicest you'll ever hear, but its slow, pensive melody definitely works. Although I didn't have an Amiga of my own back in the day, this music takes me back to looking at steel grey skies through the window of my granddad's house on Saturday afternoons when I was a kid, where I used to play with his computers and satellite television equipment. There's a feeling of contented solitude here for me. Martin Walker, who took care of the sound for this Amiga version, has a host of interesting sound credits to his name, including the Commodore 64 port of Sega's arcade hit Altered Beast, the Amiga and ST ports of R-Type 2, and the Game Boy port of Mortal Kombat 3. He also contributed graphics to the 1987 Commodore 64 shooter Hunter's Moon. I mention this because the game's development company Thalamus released a remastered version of Hunter's Moon just this year, 2018, after a successful Kickstarter campaign. So you'd all better believe that us 8-bit heads are still making things happen over here. 
Alright, time to move on and we're heading east to Japan. Here's a double feature of tracks from the 1991 NEC PC-98 version of Spin Dizzy Worlds, composed by Toshiya Yamanaka and Tetsuya Nakano. We're about to hear Quadrant 2 and Grasshopper.
we just had the FM-tastic Quadrant 2, followed by the equally FM-tastic Grasshopper from the PC-98 version of Spin Dizzy Worlds. Bright, crystalline synths and wide vibratos. That's what I like from my 90s Japanese VGM. Spin Dizzy Worlds was also known as Spin Dizzy 2 in Japan, with RC software taking care of both development and publishing. If that's a familiar name, it might be because they also published Star Cruiser, which, in my opinion, has a fantastic soundtrack across all of its versions, again with Yamanaka in charge. I don't want to hang around here blabbing away for too much longer, because I can't wait to get into the next three tracks. Yes, three. This is a triple feature, because we're going to the Sharp X68000 port of Spin Dizzy Worlds from 1992. This soundtrack is enormous, boasting 41 individual tracks. What's more, they're very funky. Here's a trio that I hope the Dyad will like. Composed by Toshio Yamanaka and Tetsuya Nakano, here's Pack Attack, Nice Day! That's in block capitals, in case you couldn't tell. And Grass Maze.
that was Pack Attack, Nice Day, and Grass Maze from the X68000 version of Spin Dizzy Worlds, truly making the system's YM2151 sound chip sing. Since I have Grass Maze playing in the background here, let me focus on this one. The way all of the instruments lock into their own spaces horizontally, rhythmically, is tremendously impressive to me. I can't help but be reminded of James Brown's assertion that in his work as a hard funk band leader, he would treat every instrument like a drum. Even the voices that would ordinarily assume chiefly melodic roles are made into rhythmic devices. I think I can hear something similar going on here, but with FM synth sounds instead of guitars, basses, and the godfather of souls hollers. Basically, this is how it's done. I only regret that I'm not going to be able to use this Grass Maze tune as a pick in this podcast's next VGM battle episode. Never mind. After a handful of home computer releases, we're moving into console territory now, with the Super Famicom port of Spin Dizzy Worlds, released by ASCII Corporation in 1992. Now, this is a version that I have a little bit of experience with, and I would recommend it. You really have to lock in and concentrate if you're to get anywhere with the inertia-based controls of Gerald, but if you're prepared to persevere a bit, I think you might get some satisfaction out of this one. The soundtrack for the Super Famicom version is entirely different from what we've heard before, so let's get into it. Here's Level Music 4 and Level Music 9, composed by Akiko Hashimoto and Yoshinori Hirahara.
we just had Level Music 4 and Level Music 9 from Spin Dizzy Worlds on the Super Famicom. Level Music 4 has a very urgent feel to it, thanks to its use of chromatic clusters and chord progression, moving in sequences of single semitones at once to produce some genuinely spiky and off-kilter moments. This makes sense as you try to steer clear of the game's scary drops, which is much easier said than done when you're controlling a spinning top. Level Music 9 is a different animal, giving you what can be best described as a head, that is, a main melody that is played at the top of a jazz composition before being developed, then deconstructed. It's not unusual to come across a piece of VGM that has a sort of jazzy hint about it through the use of, say, saxophones or saxophone-like sounds, or basic 2-5-1 chord progressions, but I find all that to be a little bit hackneyed, personally, like it's treating jazz as a noun rather than a verb. Not something I have a lot of time for. What we have with this track, though, is something that sits a bit closer to what I understand as being properly jazz, with some real coolness and an exploratory character. More Thelonious Monk than Kenny G, if I can get away with suggesting that. Anyway, it's a very, very interesting approach for a track on a 90s home console game. I have one more track to play on this episode, but before I do that, a little bit of end of show business. My 24-hour weird old computer game slam down challenge happened a couple of weeks ago, and thanks to the kindness of many good eggs, we managed to raise £817.86 for the Refugee Council, which is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, everyone. Maybe I'll do it again next year. We'll see. Also, I would like to thank Rob and Purnell from the always excellent Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, who had me on their recent episode, 14-9, dedicated to football games. I had a great time recording that show with them, and I think it came out really well, so if you've yet to check out Rhythm and Pixels, why not give that one a go? One more thing. I really don't want to intrude on your time in any way that isn't entertaining or interesting, but if you're a listener using iTunes, why not leave a rating and or a review? Doing so would help more people find the show and get this great video game music to more ears, which can only be a good thing, right? If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me at foreversoundversion at gmail.com, you can like this podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash foreversoundversion, and you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is fsvpodcast. To play us out, I'm going back to the impressively deep soundtrack of the Sharp X68000 port of Spin Dizzy Worlds to bring you Uranus. That was another title in block capitals there. Once again, the composers are Toshia Yamanaka and Tetsuya Nakano. All the best for now.